0: You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Before we get into that, I just want to again let you know that uh, the Bible Reading Marathon starts this coming Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, over at the courthouse. Uh, We're going to be joining with 99 counties throughout the state of Iowa uh, to read the Bible uh, out loud, beginning Genesis 1 1, going all the way through to the end of Revelation. It's going to involve probably about 80 hours worth of reading, uh, 320 readers. Um, We've got a lot of people signed up. We're still needing people. So uh, I think think our church kind of took a two-hour time slot uh, on Wednesday night and on Friday morning. I think we've got one opening on Wednesday night. We've got a lot of openings on Friday morning. Uh, Karen Campbell is here to get you signed up if you haven't gotten signed up yet. Uh, There's gonna be other opportunities uh, to read, so if none of those times work, uh, you can talk with her and she can kind of get you down for a time uh, to read this coming week. Uh, Again, it's just a matter of just coming at the appointed time. We'll have everything there that you need. We've got kind of a tent uh, there so you won't be out in the sun or the elements, but it looks like it's gonna be an absolutely beautiful week once we get through Monday's rain. I mean, we're talking like highs in the low 70s, so it's going to be a beautiful week uh, to be out there. So you kind of just come, you pick up where the last person left off, you read for 15 minutes, pass it on uh, to the next person. So again, this is going to be done throughout the state of Iowa. Our governor, Kim Reynolds, is uh, given a proclamation in support of this. Uh, We will be having the event kick off Tuesday morning with a city leaders. uh, I think Mayor Schickel and a lot of the uh, police chief, fire chief, a lot of people uh, in the leadership positions in our city are going to come and participate uh, there in the very, very beginning. So we're very happy to have their participation. So again, we want to just let you know uh, that's beginning this coming Tuesday. Karen will be out in the... uh, area right outside the sanctuary you can kind of nab her and get signed up uh, for a time Uh, and again i'm really excited about the opportunity to be uh, a part of what god is doing not just here in in gordo county but just again uh, throughout the state of iowa again appreciate all the work karen uh, campbell has done and just getting this kind of coordinated and set up uh, here for our particular county it is an emotion Uh, that sweeps over every person multiple times throughout their lives. Uh, Sometimes it expresses itself through sweaty palms and just the blink of an eye, it can tie your stomach into knots that can really take hours to undo. It can create a lump in your throat and potentially it can shut down your entire windpipe. It can cause your blood pressure to rise like a rocket and your courage to drop like a rock. If the shock is strong enough, the blood can almost be cut off completely from your brain momentarily, causing a person to faint. In other cases, it can cause the blood to not flow into extremities of the body, um, and actually a person can kind of develop what we call cold feet. The common emotion can even prove to be fatal. Medical science has even proven that it can cause the cardiovascular muscles to react in such a way that heart failure is the result, meaning people can literally be scared to death. What is this silent, unseen, deadly enemy that plays no favorites, knows no friends, and has no mercy? It is the sinister minister we call fear. So we've been in a series uh, this summer talking about, so help me God. And we've been talking about those areas, those places in our lives where we need God's help. If we're ever going to have any sense of victory, In our lives. And so this morning, I want to talk about what does God want to do? What does God offer to us to overcome fear in our lives? One time, columnist, and I know I'm dating myself because she's been gone for a long time, uh, but columnist uh, Ann Landers uh, was. Uh, At one time in her career, she was receiving over 10,000 letters a week from people who were seeking her advice on how to deal with various problems in their lives. How many of you read Ann Landers? Good. All right. I'm not uh, the only old one in here. Okay. She was once asked, what is the most common problem or issue or letter that you get? And she said, without a doubt fear. She said people are afraid of losing their health, their wealth, and their loved ones. As kind of stated in uh, the video, one study showed that 92% of all of the things we fear never come to pass. I like the acrostic for the word fear, false evidence appearing real. That really is what fear is. False evidence appearing real. We call fear by many names, we may call it worry, tension, anxiety, uh, uptightness, stress. One prominent group of researchers did a study of 500 different people, and they discovered in these 500 different people, over 7,000 different kinds of fears. In just 500 people, that's an average of 14 different fears per person. So I wanna talk about how do we overcome that barrier of fear? And I don't wanna look at what Ann Landers has to say, as interesting as that may be, but rather what does the word of God have to say? And the one thing we can be absolutely confident and sure about is God does not want us living in fear. As the video said, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of a sound mind. So God does not want us living in fear. As a matter of fact, Paul says in Ephesians 3.12, he says, in Christ we can come before God with freedom and without fear. We do this through faith in Christ. That is God's desire, that's God's hope, that is God's plan for every one of us. So let me just outline three steps we need to take in receiving God's help in overcoming the barrier of fear. First, we need to accept God's love for me. We need to accept God's love for ourselves. 1 John 4, 18 says, where God's love is, there is no fear because God's perfect love drives out all fear. Now, some people interpret that verse to mean that if I loved God perfectly, or if I loved God enough, or if I loved God the way I should, I will never fear. Doesn't mean that at all. Rather, it literally means that I don't have any reason to fear because God loves me completely, perfectly, wholly, unconditionally. Listen to how the Living Bible translates this same verse there. It says, we need have no fear of someone who loves us perfectly. His perfect love for us eliminates all dread of what he might do to us. If we are afraid, it is for fear of what he might do to us and shows us that we are not fully convinced that he really loves us when you see how God already loves you perfectly, wholly, fully, completely, unconditionally, just for who you are, not for what you've done or haven't done, or for what you could potentially do for God, but just because of who you are, made in the image and the likeness of God, then fear will just melt away. See, love is the opposite of fear. When love comes in the front door, fear goes out the back. God loves you perfectly, and that is the antidote to fear. Now, there are three kinds of fears that we can have, and the first is what we would all know as surface fears. Surface fears are things like you're afraid that you're not gonna be able to pay your bills. That's a surface fear. You're afraid of the dark, surface fear. You're afraid that maybe you're going to have an accident every time you leave the house or you have this fear that you're going to get in a car accident and you're afraid you won't have clean underwear on, okay? Surface fear. And many of the phobias we have, again, you know, fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of enclosed places, those would qualify as surface fears. The second kind of fear is a little bit more significant and a little bit more unsettling, and this is what we kinda call subconscious fears. And these are fears that are right below the surface. They're a lot deeper than surface fears like the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of losing control, the fear of being found out, the fear of maybe not being adequate enough for the task. But those subconscious fears, those really aren't the deepest fear. The third and the deepest kind of fear that we can have is what we call soul fear, and that is singular. It's the primary source from which all other fears flow from. It is the originator of every other fear we deal with. It's the wellspring. And no matter how much you try to get rid of all these other fears, until you deal with the main source, it is not going to work. And until you get healing and freedom and victory at this deepest level of your life, you're going to still have problems with all of the surface and the subconscious fears. Now, what is that soul fear, that singular one fear? What is our deepest need as human beings? Now, get this. Our deepest need, your deepest need here this morning, I don't need to know anything about you and I can tell you what your deepest need here is this morning. Your deepest need, the sole need of every one of us is to feel absolutely, totally, completely and unconditionally loved and accepted for who we are. The good, the bad and the ugly. That is something every one of us in this room shares in common. That is our deepest deepest need, not for something you could or should be, not for something you could or should do, but totally, completely, unconditionally loved and accepted for who you are right now, regardless of where you're at in life. That's our deepest need. Many of you know, my dad died about a month ago, and I was sharing on this uh, last week at the, at the Father's Love Conference. And I'd shared there, and I wanna share here, that one of the aspects that really kinda deeply grieves me about my dad's death is I didn't really know him. My dad was very difficult to get to know. He was a great guy, very friendly, very gentle. I love my dad, miss my dad. But my dad was very, very difficult to get to know. He wouldn't open a lot about himself, wouldn't share a lot about his past. Like I said, I loved my dad, and I I wanted to know my dad more deeply. I wanted to know more about who he was, a little bit about his past, but I was just never able to get beyond the barriers that he had kind of put up that prevented me and really pretty much anybody else from ever really getting to know who he truly was. And sadly, one of the ways that my dad kind of compensated for that was my dad would create these personas about himself that were not based in reality. For instance, my dad served back in the armies in the, in the late 50s, early 60s, and my dad was stationed um, in Turkey, and he was a part of the military police there. He was honorably discharged in his time there, but he would tell people that he was a Green Beret and it wasn't true. My dad would tell people that he had trained athletes for the Olympics and it wasn't true. My dad would tell people that he was a pastor of a church and again, not true. Oftentimes my dad would tell me stories about my childhood, things that we did that I knew were not true. People would tell me things that my dad had told them that I knew was not true. Again, I love my dad, but I really struggled to understand why he did this. I think the reason my dad did this is because he struggled with soul fear. I believe my dad thought if people really knew him, truly knew who he was at his core being, That they would reject him, think less of him. So he just created all of these personas, stories, to make himself something better than he was. I never challenged him on that. Never told people that he was not telling the truth, mainly because I did not want to hurt my dad. My goal was not to expose him. That is not my goal this morning because of that, I never really felt close to my dad because I really don't believe I knew who he truly was. I told Janie the other night, I'd love to talk to my dad again, but I don't know what we would talk about because most of what my dad talked about were stories that were not true. See, deep down, my dad, like all of us, desired to have intimate relationships to be fully known to fully know my dad just didn't know how he didn't feel safe to do that to go there to be that here's the thing, if we don't know how to pursue, if we don't create safe places for people to be able to be open and to be vulnerable and be transparent and and to say, this is who I am. This is what I struggle with. This is the good, the bad, the ugly about me. When we do not create safe places for that, fear takes over and we will begin to do and to say, and we'll just begin to settle for for far less than satisfactory. We'll be okay with just putting on whatever mask we need to put on. When we fail to pursue or risk intimacy with others, if we are afraid that soul fear to open up and to be known and to know others. When we fail to pursue that, again, we're just gonna be content to put on whatever mask, to play whatever role. Amazingly, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because as I've shared this insight about my dad with others, the majority of people respond saying, you know, my dad, my mom, my husband, my son, my daughter, my loved one does this, and I struggle to understand why. And people respond by sharing about someone in their life who did the same exact thing. Again, this is all part of that manifesting of that soul fear. I fear if I tell you who I really am. If I tell you what I'm really struggling with, you'll reject me. You'll judge me. You'll think less of me. And so what we do is we put on the mask. We play the game. The soul fear affects a lot of people, it affects a lot of relationships, not with just each other, but it really affects our relationship with God. And folks, until we get to this core, we deal with this core issue of soul fear, you're gonna be tormented by other fears because only God can love you with as much love as you really need. God doesn't love you randomly. He loves you consistently. Doesn't love you for what you will become one day. He loves you unconditionally, wholly and fully the way you are right now. God loves you every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every year. I've said this before, God is love. He doesn't have love, he is love. He is the very stuff of love. All God can do is love you. God can't do anything else because God is love. If God wanted to do anything else but love you, he can't because he is what he is and he is love. There's never been a time in your life, and there will never ever come a moment in your life where God didn't love you fully, wholly, completely, unconditionally. And that is not true of anybody else in your life. Only God can cause and only God can love you as deeply and as consistently as you really need to be loved. And the mistake every one of us make is we try to get from other people what only God can give us. And when we do that, we're going to be disappointed. And we're going to be let down. Only perfect love, which God is. Only perfect love is able to drive out all of those fears. And that perfect love comes only from God. And so again, we got to accept, we got to receive, we've got to embrace God's perfect love. And I know some of you are sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, but oh, if they only knew. Oh, pastor, if you only knew my story, if you only knew what I've done, oh my goodness, it's so bad. It's so terrible. And you've convinced yourself you are the exception to everything I just said. You're not the exception You're the reason God sent his one and only begotten son because he so loved you. He is so passionate about you that he sent his one and only begotten son because of all of the terrible things you and I have done as a demonstration of his great love, his desire to forgive, to heal, to set you free from those fears. The Apostle Paul, who's writing under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he writes these words in Romans eight thirty nine. He says, nothing in all of creation. Nothing. Not one single thing in all of creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Now I'll let you in on a little secret here. The word nothing in the Greek means the same thing in the English, nothing. (laughs) Nothing in all of creation, and that includes anything in your past, anything in your future. Nothing is going to be able to separate you from the love that God has for you. It doesn't mean God approves of everything I do or say. It just means when we have a relationship with our heavenly Father, when we've truly repented of the sins and we're open to change, we're open to transformation. We understand man without the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit in me. I'm just going to go back to doing the same old things. But now because of the Holy Spirit, I'm a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, God is, is doing new things in me. When we have that relationship, we're, we're repenting. We're asking God to forgive our sins through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And I just, again, receive everything that he has to offer me. There is no barrier. There's no experience that's going to block God's unconditional love in my life. So that is the starting point with overcoming fear is we have got to accept God's love. We're gonna pick it up here next week. Let's just stand together. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given to us love due to that power power that comes through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us and through us this morning. And you've given to us a sound mind that we can think clearly, that we can reason clearly, that we have the mind of Christ. And so this morning, Father, I just pray, Lord, that there would be a release of that love, that perfect love that drives out fear Whether those are surface fear, subconscious, that soul fear, Father, we want that perfect love that is going to drive out all other fears. Because your word says, Lord, that we cannot be perfected in fear. And so, Father, this morning we just come. And God, we ask you just again to, to search our hearts, God. You know our fears better than maybe we know ourselves. And so God, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to come and and to illuminate, to begin to show, to disclose to us those places where we have fear operating in our lives. And God, that you would begin again just to pour that perfect love into those places this morning. We just thank you that you know us, inside and out. There's nothing hidden from you this morning, God. You know everything. You know even our deepest, most hidden, darkest thoughts, God, you know them. You've seen our past. You know what we've done. You know what we've said. You know what we've thought. And yet your word says, while we were yet your enemies, Christ died for us. You didn't wait for us to get it together. You sent your son to die for us because of your great love for us. And God, I pray that that love would overwhelm us this morning. I pray that the love of God would just be shed abroad, as Paul says, shed abroad in our hearts this morning. That God, as we contemplate, as we begin to experience your love, that it is the kind of love that knows no height, no depth. It has no boundaries. There's no limit to it. That your word says that your love is kind, it's gentle, it's patient. It never fails. It keeps no record of wrong. Oh, some of you needed to hear that. Paul says love keeps no record of wrong. God's love keeps no record of your wrongs. He wants to forgive and to cleanse you. That is the love of God. That is the power, the mission of God's love this morning. So God, we pray again as we experience that love. that it would just set our heart ablaze, that, God, it would, again, overwhelm us. That it would bring to us a joy that is unspeakable. And we thank you that you have come to give us life, to give it in its fullest. And the fullness of that life is found in your love. And we thank you for that this morning. And again, Father, I just again pray, minister to hearts here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit pracc.org.